Hello, and welcome to episode 33 of your parenting podcast. I am your host, Jeremy. Um, I do appreciate the uh, the five people that listened to the last episode. Um, I always welcome any kind of support. And if you have any kind of funny... You know, funny kids' stories, funny stories about your own parents, you know, parenting hacks, all that stuff. Um, you can email me directly at yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com. I do answer every single email. They all go right to me. Um, yes, I do appreciate the support. Thank you once again. Um, thank you to Anchor for continuing to sponsor this podcast. And uh, let's just jump right into it. It was a beautiful Florida day today. Um, most of the time, around this time of year, it's already you know upper 90s, and it'll stay that way until late October. Uh, but today was was great. You know, it was one of the days to you know be outside, flying a kite, you know, swimming in a pool, you know, throwing water balloons. Which we did recently. We bought, um, I'm not sure what you call it, one of those water balloon bouquets. That's what it looks like where you hook your hose up to it and inflates them all at the same time. Uh, but the the rubber on those things is it seems to be thicker than other balloons. So you got to fill them with a lot more water, which we did not. So I mean, these you know kids are whizzing them at me and it's like being hit in the kidney with a fucking orange. None of those break on you. But, you know, of course, with COVID-19 still ruining the world, you know, it's like the good weather is is taunting us here in Florida. I mean, it was just a nice breeze. I mean, it's just I, I you know, took the risk and walked down to the mailbox. But, uh, you know, I miss uh, taking the kids to the playgrounds. You know, or even the uh, Kissimmee Lakefront here in Central Florida. For those of you not in the area or that have never been here, I live in a city called Kissimmee, which most people don't ever spell or say correctly. Uh, but there's a lake nearby, decent-sized lake. Uh, it usually smells of, you know, boat fumes and rotten fish. And uh, the the lakefront there... Just, I think, I want to say mid-2019, I believe, they opened it again. They had it closed for a long time with, with renovations, you know, adding new stuff, cleaning it up. I mean, it used to be a real shithole. I mean, like, even the birds flew over it upside down because there was nothing worth shitting on. But, uh, but now, you know, they, they put a lot of money into it. There's, you know, lots of green spaces and playgrounds and... Yeah, they have a, a, a little concession stand. Um, you know, like big open spaces. There's, you know, a little lighthouse you can walk down to. And, and it's just, it's really nice. And if you're players of Pokemon Go, like our family, there's plenty of the little Pokestops there and Pokemon gyms. And and that's, uh, that's fun. Because that started with, started with Grayson. Getting me hooked on that damn game. Now that's pretty much the only game that stays on my phone. 
And every time you think you catch them all, they introduce like a yeah, hundred new fucking Pokemon. Which, you know, I know more about Pokemon than I ever thought I would. It's like, it forces out, you know, important knowledge. You know, like my, you know, kids' birthdays will get shoved out one ear as I learn about, you know, Bulbasaur. But uh, yeah, this this area was really nice. You know, they put a lot of money into it. I'm sure there's always some asshole that'll tell you where the money should have gone instead. It happens to coincide with their interests. It's, uh, you know, I wish that today was one of those days where we all could have, you know, just been outside doing something, gone to the beach, and and whatever. Um, you know, because some, some states are opening up early, which I think is a terrible idea. I mean, the states that have already done so have naturally had a spike in COVID-19 cases, much to the surprise of no one. You know, then of course, you know, while someone who's never been in the medical field tells me that it's just a flu or a government hoax, it it drives me so fucking crazy. It's like, I don't understand, like, the mentality of these people that just... You know, have no idea. They just like it's like they're putting their heads in the sand over it. You know, go hang out at these ICUs, watch families fall apart as they lose their loved ones. You know, a beloved grandma, or God forbid, somebody loses their son or daughter to a stroke, because this shit also causes blood clots that are affecting young people. It's just, just sick of it. It's like. You know, nobody wants to be stuck in the house, but it's like, is it really worth, you know, losing someone over it? And most of the people are just complaining because they want the service industry to go back into service so they can get their fucking haircuts and, you know, go hang out at the gym because I guess going for a walk's too good for them. Makes me bitter, I guess. Because it's just like, it's... It's easy. It's like most people, uh, maybe because I'm just something of an introvert sometimes. When they say, oh, you got to stay home. It's like, yeah, I'm halfway there, buddy. It's uh... Either way, moving on. Yeah, the the weather was, was nice today. But a few days ago when it was really fucking hot, the air conditioner breaks. You know, I was uh, at the store maintaining a responsible six-foot distance from all the other peasants. And Cynthia had noticed that it was, you know, feeling a little hot and musty in the house. Um, and this is, of course, the perfect time for this when everybody's finances are as fragile as ancient glass. You know, how about a large appliance breaks? And arguably is the most valuable appliance, especially in Florida... You know, almost more valuable than the fridge. You know, it's like if the fridge breaks, maybe we'll be starving. But as long as the AC's running, we'll be safe inside from the Japanese murder hornets. So not sure how many of you had that one on your apocalypse bingo card. It's a... The AC apparently... 
from what I understand, there's the condenser line. I think that's what it's called. A little pipe that runs the, the drip drops out to the outside. For some reason, my the pipe had settled down a little bit on my unit. So instead of being at an angle, it was kind of straight. So the water was backing up, causing it to hit that sensor, then turning off. I mean, it's a simple, it sounds like a simple problem, but this was like two days of bullshit. <laughs> and I found out a good way to clean this thing is about once a month, put a little bit of bleach, a little bit of vinegar in there. Probably on the same schedule as the, uh, the filter that you have to change. And I think I've just reminded some of you that you have to go change that. Um, thankfully, we, uh, we know an HVAC guy that uh, was nice enough to take time out of his own schedule to come and take a look at it. Charge me probably, you know, a 20th of what I would have paid, you know, the regular company. Uh, I'm not going to say his name or his company or anything because I don't want him to get in trouble because he's a really nice dude and he really knows what he's doing. So, you know, he might be listening. So, you know, shout out to you. You saved my ass. And my fat, sweaty ass here in Florida. It's just every year it gets hotter. And I think it's only going to keep getting hotter as we keep rooting the planet. Maybe this uh, this virus was nature's way of just telling us to, you know, take a step back. You know, just take a step back from the world. You know, most of the air pollution is gone. Ozone's fixing itself. So hopefully uh, we can make some positive changes. But uh, either way, moving on. You know, trying to find other, you know, quarantine updates. Um, makes me wonder how many people are going crazy in their own houses. Because, I mean, we, you know, I have good kids. You know, but of course they're kids. And when all of us are, you know, stuck in the house all the time. You know, we're still just like, just trying to just maintain. That's all we keep telling ourselves. Just maintain till the end of the day. Let's get through the schoolwork. You know, we actually look forward to the weekends because there's no, you know, no homework assigned. Um, but you think with three kids at home, we'd be running out of food. But eating and sleeping are natural instincts in every mammal except my children. It's just getting them to go to sleep. It's like I can run them ragged all day until they're barely standing. But you get them in bed, you know, it's like they get, you know, a dose of caffeine or crystal meth. You know, they just don't want to go to school. I can hear them on the baby monitor just talking and talking and fighting. And it's just like, I understand that I'm an old fart and I have, you know, a third or a quarter even of the energy that they have. But it's like... I just stare at them and say, aren't you tired? It's like we try to give them a variety of things to do where they're not on the screens all day, but sometimes they're literally just running back and forth in the house, just screaming. 
It's like I hear giggles and then screaming and they're just like run in a line. You know, oldest, middle, youngest, like a train. Just run in a line screaming. Get to one end of the house, screaming back to the other end of the house. Yeah, and they, they scream at a point where I think they're fighting until I see that they're all smiling. And they'll do this for like 45 minutes until they're all sweaty. And even now, they've been in bed for almost an hour and I can still hear them. And it's just in the food. Now, I know that I've been told by my mother that I was a very picky eater. So maybe this is just universe's revenge. Because it's just, and they eat. Most of the time, I can get them to try stuff. You know, but maybe if they're not in the mood to eat, it's just not going to happen. You know, like I even tried to give Isaiah some the goldfish crackers, and he just recoiled if it was a fucking squid. You know, you just have to wait until they're ready to eat, like in the middle of the night, or when you just sit down on the toilet. You know, and they used to eat just about everything. You know, now it's like all they want is junk. That's like their first, their first food instinct is junk. It's like there needs to be, you know, a vegetable that looks and tastes like a cookie. So come on, vegans. Be good for something besides eating all the fucking avocados. That's, I mean, usually, you know, Grayson will usually try things. You know, if, if Lo- actually, probably Logan's probably the, the better one to, to eat things. Usually Logan will try stuff first. You know, Grayson will sometimes try it, and if Isaiah sees his brother's eating it, he'll take a bite. Sometimes. If it looks weird, he's he's out. And we're trying to just, you know, because you, you want to be lazy and just, you know, throw some nuggets in the oven, throw a frozen pizza at him. You know, let me, you know, hail Mary a bag of Doritos across the house. But it's just like we're trying our best to still be, you know, have good conscience, you know, and be good parents. I tried to give them, you know, the fruits and vegetables and the meats and the protein. And, you know, I made a a shrimp pasta tonight. It was, uh, you know, I had the bow tie pasta, the Alfredo sauce. I had the these big old jumbo shrimp. And I buy them raw and frozen you know, uncooked, de-veined, which if you're not familiar with a vein and a shrimp, it just looks like a vein going over the top of the shrimp. But it's not a vein, it's their intestines. What you're looking at is shrimp shit. So you want somebody to get that out ahead of time. I don't mind if the shell is still there, because you can peel the shell off a little bit of the front, you pinch the end of the tail, the rest of it slides right off. Well, I put the, the shrimp in this big wok. Uh, it's my favorite... Thing to cook with. I believe it was my mother-in-law got it for us for a housewarming gift. But it's a, it's just a... I mean, it's a wok. It's a giant, giant fucking pan. But, um, you know, I threw the, you know, the shrimp in there. I had some... Uh, it was those pre-cooked, like, grilled chicken pieces that you would put on a salad... Um, I had some of those, you know, I thawed those out, threw them in there with the shrimp, a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of garlic. Um, just a handful of breadcrumbs to give it a little crunch. And once that was all ready, 
you know, threw in the Alfredo sauce. It was chef's kiss. Mwah, delicious. And, you know, the kids have had that before. So they'll they'll eat that. And it's like every now and then we try to introduce a new meal into our, you know, our kind of household menu. Because I'm sure like us, most of you have, it's like, okay, tonight we're doing taco night. And then there's, you know, lasagna and, you know, we'll do some you know, barbecued chicken or something. So we're trying to, you know, have some, some staples that we can go to when, you know, not that we're feeling lazy, but when it's like, you don't want to spend hours a day, you know, thinking about what you're going to cook. Especially when you have to do this every single day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, breakfast, I try to mix it up. You know, eggs, pancakes, you know, I try to, you know, lunch is a little easier because usually the lunch is pretty light. But it's just, I mean, I got the three kids. I feel bad for the families that have, you know, five and six kids. It's like, you know, we have, you know, most of our groceries delivered, you know, through uh, Amazon. Who, uh, you know, I guess is evil now. I have no idea. You know, I don't know the whole situation, but yeah, that's probably right. But all I know is I get my groceries the next day. Um, maybe it's a first world problem. You know, I would like to... You know, it's like if they just treated their employees better. I don't, I don't get it. You know, it's like, you know how many people would love to work for them? It's like, it sounds like a, a great company. It's like it's a huge worldwide company. Um, you know, the pay seems decent, you know, just give your employees some benefits, you know, hire another, you know, thousand of them. It's like, and treat them a little better. I'm sure it'd be a great company, but you know, I mean, the guy that owns it, Jeff Bezos, Bezos, you know, he already owns like half the galaxy. So it's like, how much more money do you need? So it's like, he can, he can. He can start his own rival company that does the same thing. You get money from that. But uh, anyway, that's just one of the ways we're trying to be responsible and not go out of the house all the time. Um, you know, because we're still trying not to go crazy here. Um, you know, I keep trying to put myself in their shoes. You know, at first it was just a long spring break, but now it's like their whole routine's have been uprooted. You know, we have to keep telling ourselves, you know, to have some patience. You know, they are just kids. You know, they don't have, they're not burdened with the same knowledge of the world that we as adults are. You know, that's probably why Grayson can remember all 800 fucking Pokemon. Because that's like his, he's, he's seven. So that's his whole world, is just his interests, his, the things he likes to learn about. He uh, is like a notebook freak like me. I've probably given him, I don't know, 15 notebooks. And he has all these ones for different things. Uh, you know, one of them now, his newest one, is a, a nature book where we take pictures of, you know, a caterpillar or, you know, a bird or something. And then we print out the picture because we invested in a really nice printer. That has this weird liquid ink that prints like 5,000 pages. I don't know what it's called, but it's a, it was an investment. It's already paid for itself because we print a lot of their assignments out for school. 
So if you're if you've been eyeballing a nice printer, um, I'll see if I can put the. Uh, I might even be able to find a link to the exact one that we have. I'll see if I can put it in the show notes, just because it's, you know, it's great. It even has a little scanning copy feature. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, the nature book. So we'll you know we'll print out the pictures of you know whatever we take pictures of. So he's got like a grasshopper and a, you know, a love bug. Oh, the love bugs. Let me just for a moment talk about these demonic fucking creatures. And they're even worse now. Because when they start in the spring, the roads are so overpopulated, it wipes out half of them. But with nobody driving, nobody's hitting the love bugs. So it's like, they're everywhere. Like, you go outside, just just walk into your car. It's like, if there were bees, I'd be killed. But anyway, you know, he he has his little notebook for, you know, his his nature thing. So we're trying to, like, keep him, you know, with projects. And and uh, I forgot where I was going with this. Um, anyway. But um, what the hell was I talking about? I forgot where I was leading up to, but the um, the teachers started doing video chats recently. Um, some, I guess, some classes or you know, some teachers do the Zoom thing from the beginning. Like we were not; we were on Microsoft Teams. That's just the way his school is doing it, and they have the daily assignments that we have to, you know, turn in at the end of the day and like upload pictures of things, and and it's just until last week. I think it was last week, maybe a week before. Basically, when they confirmed that the school was going to be closed for the rest of the year, and I can tell that the the teachers are bummed about it. It's usually how you know it's a good teacher, you know, when they're upset that they don't get to see their students. Um, but uh, you know, Grayson, he's he's very social, so he has no problem doing that. He's always happy to you know share in his interests and his accomplishments. Uh, oh, that's what I was saying. Anyway, he, you know, Grayson just has his interests to worry about. Like, that's, you know, the life of a seven-year-old. And I wonder, it's like, how does he remember so many things that he learns? How does he retain so much? And it's like, because, like, that's all, that's his whole world, is the things he learns, is, you know, Pokemon and, you know, comic books he likes and the shows he likes. He doesn't have to worry about you know, paying an electric bill or learning how to drive or all the other bullshit that the adults have to know. So it's like his whole brain space is used for, you know, the stuff that he loves. So it's like he, you know, seems to put so much passion into the things that he loves that it's like, it's infectious sometimes. You know, they want to run up to you and, you know, oh, look at this, you know, funny part of this, you know, cartoon I'm watching on the tablet. And like he plays it. And it's it's stupid. It's like, you know, one character laughing in a weird way or something, but they just they they laugh so hard, they're so into it. And she says, I'm almost jealous that they you know, have that passion. You know, as an adult, as you get older, that slowly gets bled out of you a little bit. And sometimes you can if you're lucky, you know, try to replace it with, you know, passions of your own about different things. But it's just, it kind of reminds me to try and stay young at heart and still have that enthusiasm for things. 
Because, I mean, I don't believe there's anything else after this life. You know, when it comes to religion, I'm a non-believer. You know, maybe I'm wrong. I'm okay with being wrong. I'm okay with not knowing. That seems to bother people more than anything. I just try to treat people with kindness. Wash your hands after you use the bathroom. It's a... You know, I think one of the things that drives people crazy as adults is that you lose that enthusiasm. I hate to use the term like zest for life or lust for life because it sounds like a an orange juice commercial. But uh, I think that's one of the keys to having a long, you know, fulfilling life. You know, is that uh, you have that passion. Um, but on the, uh, the video chats... It's just, it's so much fun just to see, you know, Grayson light up and to see, you know, his classmates and and we were getting close with because he has a classmate, um, this boy in his class who has a younger sister that's in Logan's class. And, you know, we've met their parents at a couple of functions and they're really cool and we're like, okay, we're going to try and make some adult friends. But, you know, here comes... You know, the Corona crew. But, uh, yeah, Grayson's easy. You know, once the video chat started, he was just, he gets excited for it. I mean, Logan is a different story. Logan, he, he doesn't even like to to vid chat with family members. And yes, I said vid chat. I almost said VidCon, because I'm a child of 80s sci-fi. And to me, this is the future. But Logan doesn't even like to... To be on a video chat. And I'm not going to say FaceTime because I don't have an iPhone. Um, but like we'll try to get him. Oh, yeah, Logan comes to hide at Grandma. He's like, no, he gets all shy. But, uh, you know, yesterday you know, he had his first VidCon with his teacher. And he just, it, he really came out of his shell. And I was just, you know, I was so happy just to see him so happy. He was so excited to see his classmates. Um, except for one of them, I forget the girl's name, but <laughs> she came on the the screen. He kind of whispered aside to me. He says, "Daddy, she's really bad in class." <laughs> so I don't know if she's just a little tyrant, but but uh, but this isn't even Zoom. It's Microsoft Teams, and I guess with Zoom you can have just like a shit ton of people on the screen. Uh, with Microsoft Teams, it seems to be just four. Like you can have a bunch of people in the chat, but just like it just rotates four on the screen. Whoever's talking, I guess. But uh, but he was just, he came out of his shell. He was playing games with a teacher, you know, singing songs. And and he was, uh, and he had mentioned that when Grayson was in school, he got a, um, a positive referral from his teacher. You know, something that goes up to the principal. They say, you're doing a great job. You know, you're helping somebody or you're a good listener or whatever it is. You know, the principal signs it and, you know, hey, great job, Grayson. So what Logan was saying, with a little bit of jealousy, he said, oh, how come Grayson got a good referral and I didn't? And in my head, I'm thinking, I don't think they did those for pre-K. But uh, I had to tell him, I was like, oh, well, you know, the school was closed before you had a chance. And, and he was kind of bummed. And he's been doing so good. So, of course, I had to make him my own positive referral. Now, I signed to the vice principal and Cynthia signed to the principal because I think we all know who's really in charge around here. Uh, but I'll see if I can add a picture of that to the show notes. It was really cute. I put a little sticker on it. 
It's a, yeah, he just, he lit up for like an hour. He was just so happy. Now it's hanging on the wall next to his bed. Yeah, he made me put it up there. And he was like, can you put it up high so Isaiah can't reach it because he's a rascal? <laughs> so that was, uh, that was very cute. Um, so we're all just, you know, we're trying to maintain. That's that's the final message of this one, I guess, is just, you know, just maintain. You know, we, with the exception of a few, you know, we are all out there doing our best. You know, some people were thrown into this crisis schooling. You know, some people lost their jobs. You know, some people are, are furloughed, you know, which... You know, they're not even sure if they're still going to have a job. You know, we, we still don't really know what's going to happen long term, you know, with a lot of things. I mean, the post office is probably going to disappear. Um, who knows? I mean, we're all just, you know, we're trying our best. Be kind to people. You know, stop buying all the fucking toilet paper. I mean, now there's a... It's starting to be meat shortages. So for all the shit that I give vegans, I guess we're going to be eating the lawn clippings out back pretty soon. Makes me wish I was one of those guys that was like, you know, the the hunters. And I had to talk to Cynthia about it one time and, and we both realized it's like she, neither of us can really picture me hunting something. You know, I've only shot a couple of guns my whole life. None of them were hunting rifles. So I probably wouldn't be able to hit shit. And then just like the thought of, you know, pulling the intestines out of something so I can freeze the rest of the meat. It's like, I'll just go, you know, chew on some fucking tree bark. But uh, anyway, that's the show for this week. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, I'm really trying to bring that passion back into the show. You know, I'd forgotten almost how much fun this was. So please, you know, spread the word about the show. Tell your friends, tell your loved ones. You know, I'm on just about all the platforms. Like, any questions, if you have ideas for the show even, you know, if you got a funny story you want me to talk about, any kind of topic, once again, you can email me at yourparentingpodcast at gmail.com. Emails go right to me. Um, yes, I answer them all personally. And uh, we'll do this again next week. And have a good one.